Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat, Oh, Kevin. they got him. Here They're comes coming the blue from the coat. left. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. I, we back. Guess who's back? I welcome to Zoom Sports Talk, the Zesty Sports Sports Podcast out there. With of course the hottest takes, episode eleven, July seventh. We are back. A little bit of a long wait, but I know we got some good stuff to talk about today. So here with Jake and Frankie, and uh, let's get right into it. Oh, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about, Carter. You are not wrong about that. Personally, considering this is the first Euro tournament I've watched Sorry, in like the full you know depth of it. I've enjoyed every minute of it. I think it's going to go down as one of the top heroes of all time. It has been so entertaining. The, I mean, what, three PK shootouts in the last couple of rounds. Uh, I mean, endless, insane goals and just good matches everywhere. Passion. So <laughs> there's a lot of passion, a lot. So anyway, uh, <laughs> there's a, it's been a great year so far. And uh, I know we have a lot to talk about in it. And I think we need to open up with... The last two semifinal games, we had Italy taking on Spain, which ended uh, 4-2 in penalty shootouts after uh, Murata went 0-0. So I guess we should probably start with that game. What were you guys' thoughts on that game? Um, I mean, I thought Spain dominated position like everyone thought they would. Um, Classic Spain ball. Yeah, yeah, they brought a little bit of the tiki-taka football back to this Euro Cup. But, I mean, I think I, I just felt that I knew Italy was going to pull it out. There's just something in me... Um, I just I, I just knew they were gonna pull it out, and I wasn't surprised when they won the PKs. Considering um, who's in their net, Donnarumma so, is um, a monster in their net, and Jorginho with some masterclass PK at the end. Jorginho <laughs> so, with some big balls to pull that off in a semifinal. Come on, Italy's looking pretty hard to beat right now. England's definitely got the work cut out for them. Yeah. I, I'm very and, happy with how my pick at yeah, the start of the tournament. Yeah, shout out Jake's pick of calling Italy to uh, go very far in the Euro Cup. I mean, to be fair, like, Italy, they have, I mean, the thing is, they have the, the winning pedigree going in. Like, people saw the numbers. Like, they were playing extremely well. Like, eight goals or something in 27 games, con- like, conceded by them. And still, very few people were buying, but the spaghetti mafia was laying spaghetti. down. <laughs> um, one, yeah. I mean... As far as the last game, like, look, I think that even though on paper they got, like, slightly dominated in terms of possession, like, that's how Spain wants to play. Like, they knew their game, counterattacking Spain, like, that's how you score. Spanish center backs, the wing backs, play a super high line. You see Jordi Alba playing on the left wing mm-hmm. half the game. So, I mean, exactly the type, type of stuff that, that Spain and Luis Enrique are kind of, like, Biting like they're kind of holding their holding their breath every time they're getting counterattacked because it's always such a big thing. I mean, especially goalie that is often prone to mistakes too. And uh, Simon. Um, yeah, honestly, they should have put in De Gea for the. Yeah, I really, I really do think that the De Gea would have put in a shift, but um, great game. But I mean, also, England Denmark today, arguably like even crazier of a game, like. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that one in a second, but just a couple comments on the Italy game. I think the best way to put that game was it was a great, terrible game. 
It was yeah. super fun to watch, but man, was it sloppy in that first half. Yeah, you can I say mean, the same thing about the England game, too. Yeah, I mean, there was just, Italy did not look how they had looked for most of the tournament. Uh, Carter had hinted to this earlier with that midfield that they have, you would expect them to be able to control the ball much better. And I think if they play how they did, and I'm pulling for Italy, huge Italian fan, you know, part Italian, so um, I, I'm pulling for them, but. If they play like they did against Spain, I think that England is just going to be a little too much for them. But hoping they uh, they can, you know, get back on their feet like they were going into that Spain game. And, you know, but, you know, when it comes down to it, I sent, I sent a video to Carter the other day and it was Italy has no flashy, you know, young guys. They don't got any superstars. We talked about this on the last pod. The whole team is just they're so well meshed and, you know, they're being led by. You know, so many veterans that just have been such good role models to these younger Italians. And uh, it's it's been awesome to watch. And just the passion that they have while they play. And, you know, everyone loves to talk about the national anthem and how crazy yeah. they get for it. And, you know, it's been awesome to watch Italy play. But they're going to have to face England now in the final. And I, I can't wait for Sunday. So moving into that, let's talk about that England-Denmark game. Carter, I think you had a little jinx for uh, the the uh, three lines that you're pulling for. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I know that um, I, there was a lot of talk by me, especially, like, saying, oh, you know, this is like a tournament that England um, could go, like, be one of the only teams that goes the whole tournament without conceding a goal, um, and they look so good. And then, like, Denmark especially, too, is like a team where, oh, I thought they had it in the bag. Um, which I mean, they won, but very, very narrow margin and an own goal and a yeah, shady PK. Shady PK. I mean, <laughs> I, I do think that um, that that own goal was a little bit more like of a deserving goal than yeah. it would seem from an own goal. But the the penalty, like, I think that England would have ended up getting them because Denmark was so tired, they're so stretched. But speaking about some of the guys, like that stepped up. For so long, I've been saying, even in every game, like, Damsgaard looked so good. Like, he, I know his goal was not, like, a created, like, he just scored a free kick. Well, that was a great free kick, though. Insane free kick. It was, Pickford said no I chance. thought it was hilarious how Pickford broke uh, Gordon Banks or, or whatever. Yeah, he, was going, yeah, yeah was going, he broke Gordon Banks' record of most, like, minutes and, like, without a tournament, like, goal allowed. Yeah. Um, and... Three minutes later, he, <laughs> yeah, he let up a free kick. I mean, it was a great free kick. I think he could have done a little better, honestly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, as a goalie, I think I would definitely agree with you on that. Like, and it's almost like he wasn't expecting him to like hit it as yeah. well as he did. No, he he um, seemed surprised. No, I mean, to be fair, good goal, huge yeah. momentum killer in a English filled Wembley, but Wembley and, was rocking. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day. If England do lose in the final, I really do think that sadly a lot of heads are going to be pointed at Garrett at Gareth Southgate just yeah. because England has so many guys. Wow! You could say, so you don't think he's done enough yet? You think I it's do, final or bust for him? I, I do think that could be done, a hot take. I do think he's That's done enough. I do think he's done enough. But regardless, he's in a position where if he doesn't play guy X, Y, or Z and plays like Phillips instead or plays. Um, Sterling, yeah, exactly. Osaka. Or Sokka instead. Yeah. Um, like he's like, okay, like but the whole what if you played like what if you played Sancho? What if you played um, Rashford? Like th- th- those kind of things will just trickle in, and like 
Um, I mean, Southgate's been doing stuff right so far. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I, I think that yeah, this game, though, alone, I think that it really shows that you look at England players after that goal, and they're all stay super composed, play their game. They get one back. It's and then things are things are level again. I think that they were the better team. They were the better they team. Were the better they team, they yeah. were on the front foot the majority of the game. But I mean, you think about Denmark. This is the first game in many games that Denmark has not been on the front foot. You looked at yeah. they've not had the most insane of opponents within yeah. the within the group stage, but they've beat teams very very handily. Like oh not, yeah. yeah, it's not like they're they're squeaking by. Like they are playing extremely well and. The guys like like Mailer and um, like Damsgaard, who have been like their better players, um, along with their like giants in the back, like they they they've been playing oh. well. Oh, yeah. Christensen, the Danish Maldini. Christensen, I mean, dude, Vestergaard, <laughs> like, it's, the, the names of people yeah. who are good in real life but suck on FIFA because they are slow, very tall dudes. Like, I guess it makes you appreciate them a little bit more. Also. Shout out Thomas Delaney. Could have played for the U.S. national team, but today he played in the semifinal for the Euro Cup, so probably made the best choice. <laughs> um, I kind of have two things to say, like, going off your guys' point. First thing is, like, I thought Pickford has played, like, flawlessly through the first couple games, but he was shaky a lot in his distribution today. Like, he gave the ball away twice. Um, Something that, that you created, don't want to see as yeah, a young fan going into Sunday. Exactly. And I thought he was... So that was a little worrisome because I know he had a sloppy year for Everton, but he's been in so informed for the Euro Cup. And also kind of what Carter said, I think part of the reason that Southgate gets so much um, so much shit, and especially if they lose, is because I think England has like created like a narrative around these like fan favorites. Like I think Grealish and Sancho are the two that stand out the most to me. Like the fans love them the most because I think they're more exciting this could be a hot take but they're more exciting than Sokka and Sterling even though like Sokka and Sterling have got the job done so far so like yeah. English fans want to see them more so I think that's part of the reason yeah. why Southgate it's a lot of the I think the tough reality too of the situation is the fact that like a guy like Sancho as good as he is I know he's obviously on United now but he's been playing in a league yeah. so different not yeah, playing against or with anybody on the team I mean yeah there's no other real... Yeah, there's like, no can. Yeah, and there's, there's, no, there's no experience. There's no yeah. Arsenal, other Arsenal players in the squad, but, like, at least you, like, see soccer around, like, London. Like, yeah. It's, it's not like you're, like, in Germany. Yeah, um, I mean, Sokka's not playing for, like, a big six team, but still. So you're going <laughs> I don't know what's Yeah, I, I think it'd be very bold uh, to no throw Lester. Sancho into the fire. No players. Yeah, the, come, uh, uh, oh, you're right. Yeah, Austin Calvin Phillips is a Leeds United player. So yeah, no Leicester player. I mean, Madison's would be the only one who would yeah. probably play it. But that's very interesting. Yeah. No Leicester City players. Big 16. True. Yep. It's been a great tournament, though, to say the least. And uh, I'm very excited. I think we need to give a couple finals predictions real quick. I, I think we all know who's taking who, but just to clarify... Uh, I'm, I'm going with Italy. Uh, I think they're going to squeak it out against England, and I think that that TikTok that came out a few months ago is going to be pretty spot on. So, Carter, final prediction? That, I, I was very scared. I was rooting, uh, like, here's the thing. I like Italy because of the way they play together as a team, but as it got down to the, toward the end of the tournament, I was very much rooting against Italy because I was kind of scared that this TikTok was going to come true. Like, that was just, 
like not just for the fact that England loses in the final, but more just the fact that because like it proves like somebody like predicted the future or and something. And it's literally time traveling. Yeah, like, <laughs> like that that would freak me out more than anything. Um, if if with, Mount scores in the forty eighth minute, you might not hear. From with us that said, though, I, I'm gonna go. Have to stop. Are you gonna go I, bold? I, I'm gonna go bold. I think I'm gonna go two zero England in extra time. Wow. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think they're gonna get one, and then Italy's gonna get countered and nail in the gonna, coffin. Gonna, yeah, nail. I think it's gonna be a nail, nail in the coffin type deal. I, I really hope it ends in ninety, but like, I don't think it, think it. I got. Let's just say England lift the cup. England lift the cup. Yeah, I got. I'm gonna go similar, similar to Carter. Three lines on the shirt. Jules Romain still green. Yeah, I'm going England. I don't have a score prediction yet, but I mean England. They've already beat one of the Axis powers earlier in the tournament. They're taking out another one. That's all I have to say. It's coming home. I know people are starting to get tired of the it's coming home memes, but Two world I have not. It's like Two world wars, one world cup, make that one euro. Too. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's finally time. The England people, they need some, they need some joy in their life after uh, Revolutionary War. Yeah. <laughs> all I know is me and the boys are dumping some tea in the yeah. harbor on Saturday night. Uh, so it, I yeah, hope. give me. Give me a uh, Shalberto Carlos brace of assist in the final. <laughs> that that's okay. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a, that's, Carlos. Yeah. The best wow. left back of all time. Yeah, wow. So there's our finals predictions. I guess we're gonna have to wait and see until Sunday, but I cannot wait. And wrapping up our Euro talk, um, we just want to talk about a couple youngsters who stood out to us in the tournament. And uh, I'll get mine out of the way first. Uh, considering we we're just talking about Italy, uh, my first one is uh, Federico Chiesa. Uh, Twenty-three years old. Uh, I think he's either at Juve or on his way to Juve, and he has been amazing for Italy this tournament. I think he has three goals now, and he has just came through. He's played as a starter. He's played as a super sub, and he has just got the job done. What and he has done amazing things, and he's. What I'm trying to say is he's done what he's been asked to do. And he definitely caught a lot of people's attention uh, throughout the tournament. Uh, my second one is a Belgian player. And it's, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but Jeremy Doku or Doku. Yeah. But uh, in that game was, was they yeah, it was against Italy. Yeah. He played, uh, he, he created wow. chances. Yeah. He is so good with the ball at his feet. And those are just two of the guys who stood out to me uh, out of the younger guys. So, uh, 23-year-old with Chiesa and 19-year-old with Doku. It's crazy that he's our age and he's playing yeah. in a Euro Cup. You know, it's it's crazy what soccer, how that happens with soccer. So, Yeah. I mean, I'm going to take a little bit different of a route. I think that, I mean, Doku, I, I, he was really good in that game, but I, I don't, I'm not sold. Yeah, I'm not sold. Yeah, but I yeah, I think it was more of like a like a game type thing. But he he was good, I, and I mean, he stood out. In man. my opinion, like I'm not. I, I talked about Dan's going before, so I'm gonna stray, stray away from that. Even though I think he was great, um, but I don't know. I feel like there's no better young player in like this tournament than Pedri, in my opinion, for Spain. Like I really do think that his one goal was an own goal, but it was worst, like worst goalie like play I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah, that um, that's nothing to do. Yeah, that that should that was not his own. I think that was a goalie own goal at the end of the day, anyway. Yeah. But I you think of, you think of, sorry, just pause yeah. you. But speaking on Pedri, I mean, I think that it was like some ridiculous number or percentage was under twenty five in that Spain starting lineup against Italy. 
some ridiculous like eighty percent or eighty. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, like, but the guys like Murata and like here's the thing, Co- like Koke. The starting midfield was Koke biscuits. Um, biscuits. <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry. Well, like, yeah, and those two players plus Alba like jack up the age. Of you know, I mean, yeah, do they do jack up the age? I mean, yeah. Like Simon's young. I mean, Laporte is pretty normal age. Yeah. I, I mean, Eric. Uh, well, I'm Eric Laporte. <laughs> no, I mean I'm Eric Laporte, but like um, the guy oh, he plays for what city? Like he literally says Eric on the back of his jersey. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he, I mean he's young, but I do think I mean Pedri had some certain stat where it was like the most minutes played um, of somebody like below that age in any major tournament. He played all ninety like every game, um, and, and he played lo- well. Yeah, he's the best. Yeah. He's the best player in that mid- in that midfield. And I honestly think he's the best player in that team. Like Spain is another yeah. team where it's like there's not that one like it factor guy. Yeah, but we know it's not Murata. Yeah, and their depth, the people they were bringing off the bench was ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. and it's mostly just because we don't talk about like La Liga and Messi is obviously the star of the show over there at Barcelona. But like Pedri gets his minutes, and he's on that same vein as like. Phil Foden and like in terms oh, of transfer value, and he's even younger. Like and he and he does it by himself. It's I, I feel kind of bad because he looks so creative on the ball. And he does it with no help. And and I guess the other player, kind of forget. It gets me excited as a Chelsea fan because he didn't play that well this year. But I really did think like Kai Havertz had a really good tournament. Kai um, did play well. He he did play well and like it, it's like I in a midfield with Kimmich and like. I mean, they obviously rotate Tony guys out, but, like, Goretzka plays there. Like, Gunagun uh, plays there. Like, he, in my opinion, was, like, definitely, like, the guy, the, the artist of the midfield. And I know he'd play up top sometimes, but, um, I mean, like, better than Muller. Like, yeah, uh, looked, obviously. better than Nabry. I mean, Nabry looked good, but I thought he looked yeah. better. Like you said, as a Chelsea fan, that was very exciting to yeah. see him have a great tournament following just off his, you know, Champions League final winning goal. It was yeah. definitely... A good sign of what's going to come in the future. So, Frank, what about you? I'm just, I have like a couple names. I'm not going to talk too much about any of them because uh, Carter mentioned two of them: Pedri and Havertz. I thought Havertz was Germans, Germany's best player in this tournament. Um, he stood out for me. Like, I think I thought Ghost was probably the best player. Ghost was. Yeah, so that's good. true. But he was so good. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Havertz just got like clowned on the whole year because he struggled with Chelsea. But it's definitely like Carter said, a positive sign for them. And then I also got Gianluigi Donnarumma. I'm gonna talk about him a little bit later. And uh, Alexander Stud. Isaac and Casper uh, Dolberg. Those are a couple that stood out for me, um, for obvious reasons. If you watch the tournament this year. Yeah, well, like I had said, it's been a very exciting uh, Euro 2020 that took place in 2021, and I cannot wait for the final. And uh, I'm, you know, if England wins, I, I can't wait to see what Carter, what uh, haircut Carter ends up rocking, yeah, he's if, right if he's still sticking with that. He's right yeah, I, I was, I was saying that I should throw it out there. I don't know if we, if I mentioned that in the podcast. But can't I remember if we did either. I originally threw out the idea of that if England wins, that you should like randomly spin. Are we, are we at least Frankie and I? Should randomly spin a wheel and like whatever land, whatever player land where you have that haircut. And realistically, it's like you can get lucky and get like some random like crew cut haircut, like Henderson or like Mount or half the guys in the team. But then you, you get, get that photo. You get that photo. Some haircuts we just realistically like probably wouldn't do. But like it's like I mean, is there like is there a ball guy on the team? Hopefully not. I really hope not. I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, we'll have, to wait. Close. yeah. Cool. we'll have to wait and see until Sunday. But uh, moving on from the Euros, there is a poll going around Instagram on House of Highlights. And I don't even want to get into House of Highlights. But uh, 
And the question was House of Tatis. House of Tatis. <laughs> the, the question was, uh, what is harder to do? And it was hit a hundred mile an hour fastball, or make a half court shot. And you know, I looked at it and I was like, oh, okay. Like obviously, it's gonna be like ninety five percent hit a fastball, maybe five percent hit a half court shot for you know, like the LeBron stands or whatever. But LeBron sexuals. <laughs> it was fifty six percent. Hit a fastball, 54% hit a half-court shot. Yeah. Now, we're going to break this yeah. down into simple rules. You pull an average Joe off the street. You don't know anything about their athletic background. You just grab anyone. You give them 100 shots on a basketball court from half-court, they're going to make a few of them. If you take an average Joe and put them against a pitcher who is consistently going to throw 100-mile-an-hour fastballs. They might be in a little different location, but you can time it up eventually. They are not touching that. I have played – how many years of baseball have I played now? 14 years of baseball, and I could not touch 800 miles an hour. Maybe if you gave me 100 tries, I'll tip it. There's no shot I'm touching it. And I just want to make sure we're all kind of on the same page yeah. here because yeah. it brings an interesting argument. I mean – I'll see. I was thinking about this earlier. Like I was thinking about this earlier because I I've seen the poll too, and now that I think about it, it's like I feel like a half court shot could be harder if I'm like smothered by the ball. Oh like, my god! If I'm like if I got like a man, a six foot seven dude in my face, like it was like if we're thinking about like Degrom throwing at me, like is LeBron gonna be guarding me in half court? <laughs> Am I putting up half court over LeBron? Okay, no, we'll go. We'll go. Yeah, hundred miles an hour off. You know, Joe Schmo, no oh, name. It's not the machine. We'll call it machine. Okay. But machines aren't and not a super. Cons- it's, it's it's throwing not- it down the middle, but it's not going to be in the same yeah, exact spot. Yeah. Time. So am I? Am I? And I'm taking the half court like wide open. You're taking the wide open. And what counts as a hit? Like a dribbler to first base doesn't count as a hit, right? I think even putting the bat on the ball, like in fair to hitting the ball forward. Hitting the ball forward, I think. Yeah, I mean, realistically, I feel like it's like sinking the time if it's around the same spot. I think it, like, I mean, here's the thing. That's where, like, you you could visualize and feel shooting a half-court shot. Everybody's done that. But hitting a 100-mile-per-hour fastball, finding a, somebody who could throw 100 miles an hour is, like, the crazy thing. Like, you just don't, yeah, you just yeah. don't do that. You've none, of, none of us have seen it, and we don't know what it's like. I've seen 92. That's the quickest I've ever seen, and I was like, oh, my God, that is yeah, fast. You just, just, honestly, it's just, like, Swing the bat. You and swing, hope. You swing the bat after the re- release. Yeah, 1% chance it goes in. Uh, 1% chance you hit it. I don't know. I think that some people will get pretty overconfident. The thing is, like, the thing you, you do realize is, like, like, batters, like, the thing that blinds you a little bit from it is, like, people in MLB will hit 100 mile an hour fastballs. Like, like, they'll, like they'll hit them. And... You know, like very rarely will you see like a half court buzzer beater, um, or That's very, a good point. very rarely. That's a good point. Even well, they're like, seeing more hundred mile per hour fastballs yeah. and the opportunity. I've seen Dave pull up from the logo a lot. The thing, the thing that I, <laughs> the thing that I'm also like that interests me a lot is like every time a fan hits like a half court shot of the game, like they'll post it on like something like and in the four years I've followed like Bleacher Report and all those accounts, I think like. The only memorable times were like whenever that Thunder fan did it, whenever they, yeah. LeBron hugged when, the guy for doing it. When yeah. like, Drake went on tour, like in his concert, he'd like have someone shoot, uh, try to shoot a half court every time for like ten grand or yeah, something like that. People never like the amount of thousands of half courts that people yeah. take. The thing is, realistically, if you hear average Joe to get one try, 
you get average or you get one try at a fastball, it's probably gonna be the same results. Oh yeah. Oh, the guy where he was like, I can't remember what his name is, but he's like, yeah, my name's Joe, but you can call me anytime. Oh, the Ohio State game. Yeah. We brought the hot dog suit. Yeah. I'm thinking if you get one in one try, you are watching that 100 mile an hour fastball yeah. go right by you. And if you, and I think that most people could at least hit rim, you know, yeah. like, or they'll air ball, but yeah. they'll, they'll get it there. You know, it's, yeah, it's, on it's tough. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about Jake, but going up against Jacob deGrom, um, I'm taking that Shohei bomb 450 dead center. <laughs> Hey man, did we gotta bring up the Karo story could from earlier? Sh- could Shohei <laughs> hit himself? Could Shohei hit himself? Shohei could dominate himself. Yeah. Shohei is one of the he most. He gave up seven unique. and one inning to the Yankees. Yeah. The he is one of the most unique yeah. uh, a- athletes ever, in yeah, my opinion. Just you know, coming from baseball, it's just went yard again. Joey today. Chestnut, yeah, over him. Joey Chestnut, I was gonna bring that up later. He hit is one ball. of the most dominant like at, got individual athletes of all time. Oh, I got my. I, I he doesn't did. lose his own sport. Yeah. I got, I got, I got, I got a good hot take for later. Okay, okay. okay. Well, anyway, how's the highlights? You need to oh chill with these polls because you're gonna give me a goddamn heart attack. Uh, moving on, we got a big fight, one of the uh, biggest ones in recent memory yeah. because it's full capacity in an indoor stadium, and that is McGregor Poirier round three. Uh, I'm looking forward to the fight, so I want to hear your guys' takes on it first. Um, I got. I got Mystic Mac. Notorious. The Mac. Um, yeah, I got Connor. Better be drinking only, that proper 12. Brings, what? I said you're about to be sipping on that proper 12. Yeah, I mean, only if he brings a karate stance Connor back. Um, I got him inside too. Ooh. He's taking out Dustin Peahead. He's taking him out. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I don't know that much about UFC, but I know McGregor is a bad man. And um, I know that McGregor might not have been in his best fighting shape or best mentality going into the fight where um, P-Head evened it out <laughs> at a 1-1 series, but I do think McGregor's got it. And I think it's about time McGregor gets his name back in the ring because Khabib is officially retired, so... Yeah, I think, uh... Officially retired. I All these goddamn fighters say that so much, man. I feel like Khabib was so serious about that, like... Yeah, he... Like where he's from yeah. and how important, like, the whole family stuff is to him. Yeah, after like, his, his dad died. That's like, true. In, like, I like, didn't mean that in an offensive way, no, podcast. No, no. I apologize, but... No, no, <laughs> it's, 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 it's... Yeah, it's not like that, but... Give me a hot take right now. McGregor wins under two... And then he gets a title shot against Charles Oliver, who has the belt right now. Ooh, Give me that hot take right Okay, now. I like it. I like it. I'm also going to rock Hot with. take? He fights somebody in the crowd after he <laughs> <laughs> That's not really a hot take, obviously. No, I don't think he would do that. Hot take, he jumps in with his friend. Dylan Dennis? That would take d- on Khabib after the fight. That was one of the nuttiest things ever. But Dude, uh, he is so stupid. Like, Dylan Dennis, he's like one. Like the guy is like turning to more like an Instagram celebrity than he is. Let him fight Jake Paul. We've talked I about this on the pod before. Let him do it. I'm excited for that one with the him and Woodley fight too. I think I predicted that a few pods ago. I oh, said yeah. they're gonna end up fighting. But uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, oh, I'll give my take. I'm gonna go with McGregor as well. Um, if you are disrespectful enough to send a voice memo to your to your, uh, I'll try to enter that in here. I don't know if it'll work, but to your opponent and the way he was speaking to him, that is just come Dude, on, man. Come on. Do you send a snap line? 
So I got to go with McGregor in this one. Uh, but that'll be a great fight Saturday, and it's going to be a nice little uh, pre, you know, pre-action to the uh, Euro Cup final on Sunday, going back to that. Speaking of finals, there's an NBA finals going on right now. There is. Yeah. And it's uh, not it, talked about enough. It is not being talked about a lot. I don't know if we're all aware with the Twitter account Bulls Got Next, but I think I've seen about four. He's averaging about four tweets a day just about how much this finals does not count. Even though, even though... When the Nets were still in it, because he's a big Harden guy, he was saying that That's this championship true. counts no matter what. I'm just going to say it. Um, this championship obviously does count. Bandage ring, some are calling it, because of the amount of injuries. There are a ton of injuries. D-Book and CP3 went to it through a lot. Like, yeah. Literally, every team had some sort of injury. Um, so, I, 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 you know, I'm interested in the finals. I think Suns in five or six. I think that yeah. they're so hot. I mean, you said it. Two pods ago, yeah. how can you go against the Suns? You know. Yeah, I gotta give yeah, wet like a book. Yeah, I gotta give a quick, quick shout out to my friend, my friend Tony Madalino from Phoenix. Um, he told me so many times, you gotta talk about the Suns, you gotta talk the Suns, and we talking about them. We 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 have mentioned them, and I know I picked the Clippers from conference finals, and I I could all, I get to hear and argue, oh, I would have been different if Kawhi was playing, but. At the end of the day, the Suns have just been so, so good. And they definitely deserve their credit. Band-Aid ring or not, like, the team plays well as a team. I mean, good coach. They were second in the regular season. I know that the Lakers were first until AD and LeBron missed so many games. But, like, still, I think the fact that CP3 getting his first ring sounds very appealing. Like, D-Book got that Mamba mentality to him. I I I like the Suns winning 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 a ring. If it's, as long as it's not if it's not the Lakers, just don't let it be the Clippers and the Nets. Yeah. And yeah. the Suns are a team that you know. It's hard to hate them. It's yeah. very hard to hate them. Get get mellow ring now. Get the banana boat yeah, squad. Yeah. squad. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with Carter. And I I think I mean injuries are part of the game. So you can't. I really don't yeah, like band aid ring. Is like even more ridiculous than the, the Mickey um, ring. The Mickey <laughs> ring. So. But I, yeah, I got the Suns. Suns and five. Suns and five. I think I'm Suns going. To, I, I, I got yeah, Suns and five as well. How could I not say Suns and foe? Suns and foe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and you know what? A little bit of a hot take. I think Giannis goes on a revenge tour next year. I think he loses this one, goes on a complete revenge tour, MVP, and ends up winning it next year. So I'm just going to go very bold. I'm going to go bold. But um, I, I really like the Suns and, you know, D-Book's aesthetic, man. Yeah, I mean, he, he's really winning life right now. If there's a, a contest for... Who is winning life right now? D-Book. I know for he, he's pulling up in that low rider yesterday. He's in the NBA oh, Finals man. and he's dating Kendall Jenner. Like, I for Harry Maguire. Harry yeah, Maguire. I mean, jumping <laughs> that Ferrari. Then we go to Mickey D. <laughs> so yeah, we're keeping the NBA Finals talk short and sweet today because we're all on the same page with it. Um, yeah, we know how it's going. That's why. Yeah, it's been an exciting-ish playoffs. I, I think I had more fun watching the bubble playoffs just because of how unique it was, and you know, obviously watching the Lakers win a ring. But uh, I, I think that this NBA Finals isn't getting the attention that it wants. But you know, I guess it's still deserving. But I'm really hoping that the CP3 can get his first ring and Depot can get one of what I guess yeah. will be a couple. Moving on from that, just a quick, quick segment about Major League Baseball because I have a few rants. First, fan voting sucks. Get rid of it. The All Star Game is ruined by it every goddamn year. Okay. You can look and compare numbers between people and people. 
All it comes down to is how many times those fans are going to vote. How many losers behind the screen are just going to sit and click repeatedly, I'm voting for this guy, I'm voting for this guy. The numbers are stupid, they don't lie, and fan voting needs to be done away with. And I hope you guys agree with that, because I think it is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. 100%. I mean, like, you think about the NBA, like, here's the thing. I like a premise of fan voting, but at the same time, like, you let the fans vote for NBA and, like, like... Alex You're about to see Caruso. I mean, the fan vote, for yeah. example. Derrick Rose got a first-place MVP vote because he won the fan vote by such a margin where they gave him a first-place vote for it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The internet is a, is a dangerous place sometimes, and... Uh, it's just so easy to, like, troll it. You know, it's... You can back one random guy. I mean, at the end of the day, though, like, if that guy does make the, the All-Star team, like... The trolling, if it goes far enough, like, people are going to want to watch and see how that guy does. It's like, oh, yeah, like, some random-ass player playing in the All-Star game. It's like, oh, it's so funny. Like, let's go watch it now. Like, yeah. I think that's kind of what the MLB wants, but... The, I mean, Rob Manfred is the worst possible person for the game, and I will go on record saying that. He just... What he doesn't know... What if he comes after you? Oh. Come at come at me, Manfred. Oh. Do it. I'm taking your job, dude. New segment. Next pod. Worst um, commissioner between Silver, Manfred, and Goodell. I mean, uh, Silver's, oh God, Silver's not bad. But Sil- Silver's getting bad. He's he's starting to let the wheels fall off. Yeah, yeah. Bit. I mean, the Duke, he the, looks like a pedophile. The Duke alone, I could not, I could not talk badly on that. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. He actually was in a Zoom call with me one time. Oh, okay. Well, speaking of the All Star Game too, someone who announced today that he will not be partaking in the All Star Game is Jacob Degrom, and I know he's had a rough, little shaky. Last two starts, and you know, shaky for him is about three runs, which isn't terrible, but he is having the most dominant season of a pitcher I've seen in a very long time. Kershaw's MVP season was very dominant as well, but this dude's on another level. I mean, they crack down on foreign substances, he gets better. Uh, it's, it's, what he's doing is unfair to hitters, and it's, I'm very, I'm hoping after the break, um, he can maintain his pace because I do not want to see Fernando Tatis Jr. win a goddamn MVP. Because I cannot yeah. listen to Fernando Mania! I, I, I can't stand it. I, I'm over it, and I, I don't even like... I, I have nothing against the Padres, but their fan base is the worst. Yeah, it's interesting you yeah. say that. I, I thought... My sources my sources, the Mets told me that DeGrom didn't play in the All-Star game because he thought he didn't deserve to make it. Oh. Like, he didn't think his season was that good. So Is that yeah. true? I can't no, tell if you're trolling me. Oh, dude, I thought you were messing with me. No, no, of course I'm kidding. Dude, dude's oh. having a god... A godlike season, and um, I mean, he's I, the last two starts are basically just showing like, okay, this guy's human, like he's gonna have. He is human, but he's still his, a beast. His downs are like his his lows are stuff that even great pitchers would be like, you know what, like good good job, man, like pat yourself on the back. He's kind of like in the dugout, ready to punch a <laughs> punching area. He is nuts. He is an animal, and I, if I was the Dodgers GM Andrew Friedman with uh, you know everything going on with their starting rotation with injuries and such other things that we want to discuss. But uh, I would trade the whole entire farm system to get Jacob DeGrom in Dodger Blue. Just a, just a little heads up. Yeah. Even though he's the same age as Kershaw. He's a little on the other side too. Yeah. Yeah. And he can't win as a shortstop. But he is a beast. He is literally dominating and cruising yeah, right through the league. Let him play shortstop. Yeah. yeah. Well, let him play shortstop. Why not? Transition shortstop. He, he could hit. He could so. hit, yeah. Yeah. And lastly, we'll wrap up the MLB talk. I'm not even going to get into this. I'm just going to say it. I fucking hate the shift. That's all. No comment. No comment. No, no comment. No, no comment there. But uh, 
Our favorite segment is back, and it is here. And it's a little leaderboard update. We got Carter. You got on the board. Your boy Schmurda picked you up. He, about he, a week ago. It was about a week ago, which is perfect for that. And you are now sitting at 1-1-1. One, one, and one. I'm now sitting at 2-1. and one. I've, uh, I'm, on a, I'm heating up a little bit. I'm going for fire here. And uh, Frankie. You have not lost. You are not losing. I know whatever you're taking, I am absolutely hammering this weekend. And I'm hoping I don't regret it. But, uh, for, you know. That's time for Frankie. Jake's hammering it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carter, you want to start us off with your uh, yeah, you lock of the uh, week? Yeah, the player props worked for me last time. So I think I'm going to hit a slight player prop again. And this might come as a surprise. Uh, probably not. I don't think you should have played the last, like the other day. But for the next game, I'm going to go the under on... Giannis out of the rumbo. Um, I I don't think I don't think Giannis is uh, like hundred foot. Yeah, no, he's, he's like eighty four foot. He's like one thousand foot two, but at the same time, the Suns more than any team I've watched have done a great great job of containing the better players within um, a team. And you look at like LeBron, like LeBron was really forced to like unders in every category. And I know it's so boring to bet the under on players. But like life's too short. Yeah, life's too short to bet the under. But my my record is not my my record says you should bet the under. So yeah, I'm gonna bet the the under on Giannis. I I I know the lines. And the thing is, too, he's also coming off an injury, and I know the Bucks are gonna want him to play because they need like, a win. They, they can't they, lose they that game. They need a win. And at the end of the day, I really just do things. Sons and foe. So yeah. I mean, give me the under on Giannis. I like it. And uh, since I'm in second place, I'll go second. And we'll save the best pick for last, obviously, because this man can't lose. Um, my pick of the week is Italy to lift the cup. I'm really confident they're winning it. And uh, by the look on Frankie's face, I'm starting to think I can't lock in his lock of the week. So I'm going Italy minus 110 to lift the Euro Cup. They were plus to win in regulation, but I, uh, I've gotten killed by in regulation quite a few times. So I don't think that's the... Uh, that's the safe play here. If I'm going for a lock, I'm going to Italy to raise the cup. If I want to get, if I want to go bold though, no I'm man. gonna say two one in regular time. If I'm gonna go like bold, Noon Manch player of the tournament. Oh, but that, Frank, uh, but that Frank, would be an interesting take. Is the spaghetti mafia gonna be, gonna be exploring that world domination? I guess or, European uh, domination. Are they getting taken down by what'd you call it? The uh, is Slabed lifting the cup? This Sunday, we're going to see a Slabhead masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking a... Slabhead eviction. Shaberto Carlos corner kick to Slabhead in the 94th minute. But nah, but uh, I'm, taking, I'm taking England to lift the cup. Minus 140. 50 years of hurt. Never stop me dreaming. <laughs> Even though I'm 18. It's okay. Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking England to lift the cup. Well, I'm sad. I, 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 somebody's O has got to go, even though I don't have the That's zero. That's true. I'm hoping you're... I, I hate to bet against you on that, but, man, I hope that you're wrong with that one. Oh. If, this is, if this is the end of my streak, I'm going to be pretty sad. I'll be heartbroken for multiple reasons. Yeah, however... That would be a tough way to end No anyway. emotional hedges here. Yeah, we don't do that on this channel. No emotional hedges. So, there's our locks. Uh, tail them, fade them, do whatever you guys want to do with them. But, uh, you know, we're here, we're here to make you guys some money. Listen to me. Yeah, concluding our episode for today, we have our hot takes. Frankie, I feel like you've been cooking up a good hot take over yeah, there. You want to let us know what it is? 
I got two hot takes for you today. Oh, I like two. I'm a honing oh, on. I'm a honing on one. But for 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 starters, I'm gonna say, Luka Doncic. <laughs> he gets he gets Slovenia a medal in the Olympics. Whoa. Ooh, He's not. Okay. They're not beating uh, the demigods of the United States. <laughs> I love the memes right now. Those I love the memes of. of. The U.S. basketball team. People shutting their political affiliation to, to watch 6, yeah. six 11 Demi- Get up, Kevin get up, cocksuckers. Salute the flag. I got Luca. I'm looking at all the rosters besides the U.S. and I don't see anyone near Luca. No Bruno Colabocolo from <laughs> So I got, I got Luca. I got Luca taking a medal for Slovenia, but, but I'm honing in on this hot take. I think, I, I don't know if this is a super hot take either. Super fire. I think Gianluigi Donnarumma is <laughs> Gianluigi. the best goalkeeper in the world at the moment. Oh, I, I like know, it. I know people saying Italian Italia uh, has uh, no superstars, but I think they very much overlooked Donnarumma. I think he is a bona fide superstar. <laughs> bona fide superstar. And I think he is the best keeper in the world, not just based off his zero cut, based off him playing for... Bumass AC Milan. He just got a. Uh, he's just signed with PSG, so that'll be interesting. To, yeah. um, yeah. PSG has two of the best keepers Rip in the, the world. Yeah, true. I don't know what they're gonna do there. They got they got uh, two good options now, but I do think Donnarum is the best keeper in the world this year That's, and right now. We've seen a hot take keeper sub at halftime every game. Imagine what? that. Imagine that. They sell oh, them yeah. off. They like they like switch keepers out. That'd be great. Oh, they put uh, Buffon back in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Italy's yeah, also, a goalkeeper powerhouse, huh? I'm still salty that uh, Italy won the 2006 World Cup because Zidane is my guy. So, yeah. I just like to put that out there. That's fair. That's fair. I, I like both those takes, and I, I think I might be agreeing with you on the Donnarumma one because he has been a stud. And I mean, going into the tournament, he was talked about a lot. And I guess you could say, yeah, Italy doesn't have a superstar, but if you are going to call someone a superstar, normally you think of, you know, field players as who's going to stand out, you know, score the goals, blah, blah, blah. But he's been amazing, and I'm hoping he can keep it up this tournament. And you just, you knew he was going to save one in that shootout. Yeah. It's hard to score on him. And, I mean, he, looking at him, he's 6'5". He's like, huge. He's, he's, he's massive. He's, so, just, he's one of those guys that's just, like, built different. I mean, even if Murata puts that right inside the post, he guessed the right way. He was still getting to that, I think. So yeah. agreed. He's got that Giannis wingspan. Exactly. I mean, I think I think it. I honestly, I think it's a good take. I think we sadly forget about Jan Oblak because he wasn't at the Euros. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. Him and Hendanovic, I think, are both good. But like, I mean, Donnarumma has, has proved that this tournament, especially that he's he's class. Yeah. So world class, definitely. Carter, um, let's hear your hot take. Yeah. So my hot take, I it actually comes from a tweet I saw that. It was a little bit improvised. Kind of like a terrible tweet kind of thing? It was not a terrible tweet. I thought it was a very, very funny tweet. Because we were talking about, like, us, if we were to be, like, chucked in our current, like, current sport at, like, in, like, a, a previous era. And, like, realistically, like, we were saying, like, I mean, Fra- Frankie, you were literally winning, like, the world champ. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, in, in your event. Yeah. So, it makes me think. Are we going to look back in 50 years and see Joey Chestnut as the Bill Russell of hot dog eating? <laughs> uh, I, I th- and that's my hot take. I think that as the hot dog eating game evolves, we're going to look Please back God. and say, this guy was a pioneer for the game, 
But I mean, because seventy-six hot dogs in ten minutes, you think that record's going? Down? How are, how is that ever gonna be beaten unless it's by him? I don't think I could eat five hot dogs in ten minutes. See, dude. that's what you that's what you think, but they all people all people evolve. People find ways to evolve their eating. Like I don't know, it's it's a hot take, but <laughs> that is a hot take. But I love it. God should be called the Glizzy Pioneer from now on because <laughs> Glizzy in, in Pioneer. Fifty years, this guy's gonna have so many championships, but we're gonna be like, oh, Mickey Mouse era. Yeah, Mickey. Yeah, our kids are gonna be like, oh yeah, he ate against farmers. Yeah, yeah. oh man. Whatever. He ate against five seven dudes. <laughs> yeah, our kids are really gonna call like, or like maybe not our kids, but our grandkids are probably gonna call Ronaldo and Messi like. You know, there if the Super League happened, I don't know if this went down on the pod, but if the Super League ended up happening, they would have said that they didn't play and they played in farmers leagues because they yeah, didn't play yeah. in the Super League. Yeah, all, yeah. I'm, all I'm saying though is like no. if I if I was like if I was like dead for generations and I hear somebody say like like I hear like somebody like uh, like uh, my one of my descendants say like oh like LeBron like was just like he just wasn't good in today's era like I I, 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 I like a rise from the grave. <laughs> He's gonna go haunt. He's gonna haunt his like his great great like grandkid. Oh Oh, god, that'd be too great. Uh, I'll wake it from my grave. I'll I'll wrap it up. This has been a great episode. I'm gonna wrap it up. My hot take. Uh, News out of UCLA today. Johnny Juzang returning. Their top scorer. Their uh, you know guy who got them to the final four and. You know, yeah. should have they should have so won that good. game. That was a that was a great game. But uh, uh, him and Cody Riley will be returning. Chris Smith, uh, unfortunately, is entering the draft. But um, uh, my hot take, and this might get this. Uh, he, he was hey man, come sorry, on. Sorry, sorry. Chris Smith. <laughs> he, he's we'll, we'll discuss that. That's that. like the fake white guy that Keen Peeled. Uh, put at the end of the this video. Dan, this Dan Smith, the <laughs> East West Bowl, like yeah. That is an East West Bowl. No offense, Chris Smith. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you posterize me. So yeah, there's probably a pretty solid chance. I'm but. sure. I'm sure that your 2K generated player name. <laughs> 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 They're gonna have to fact check me on if like on if he exists. <laughs> anyway, he's like, he's like the same face as like everybody in like the other <laughs> UCLA, hot take here. UCLA men's basketball is winning the 2021-2022 Natty. They're going to cut down the nets at the end of next March. Well, kind of beginning of April. I hate how it's called March Madness and it ends in April. It's the stupidest thing yeah. ever. But, they'll be um, handing those nets straight to Coach K is what they'll be doing. Ah, okay. Yeah, I'm okay. trying to see that Earl Roberts-Moorhead state match. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to see that eventually. But my hot take is going to be UCLA is lifting or cutting down the nets. Not lifting the cup. That's, that's Sunday. So... Um, yeah, they return their projected starting five next year is dominant, and I think they're going to roll through the Pac-12. I do think they might start slow, but I think once it comes to Pac-12 play, they're going to roll right through. Hopefully they can stay hot this time and go into March on a, a good note and, you know, end up winning it all. It would be, nice be nice to get another natty. So uh, that has been episode 11. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, be sure to uh, like, share, follow on all our socials. Tell your friends about us and um, congrats to congrats to the lightning by the way. On yeah, the, uh, on the, <laughs> yeah we, we, the lightning literally won the Stanley Cup too. We didn't talk about I it. I was explaining too earlier today that they are because Kucherov was injured for most of the regular season. Like he didn't count as their cap, but then he was back for the playoffs. So realistically, if they were in the regular season, they'd be like sixteen million over the cap line, which it's oh. so it is a. Mickey Mouse Cup, as they would say. Oh, but shout out Tampa Bay, man. Yeah. They're getting trophies. Tampa, they're Tampa getting trophies Bay, out LA, the ass. City of, city of, 2020, 
Year of the Champions. Yeah, who's Boston, man? Never heard of them. That'll be all we got for you today. Thank you guys for listening. See ya. Boston. Peace. It's not coming home. Boston.